Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your entire life. And today I want to talk about celebrating you. Yes, you are the star of the show today. I want to be talking about how you can shift your energy from negative to positive and how to see the bigger, the better, and the beautiful in your life. If you are excited and ready just to do something amazing and you know that involves you thinking more positively, then listen to today's episode. We will get right to it. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are tuned in and listening to this show. If this is your very first time listening, I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Make sure you hit that follow, subscribe button, wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening, what up? Thank you so much for still being here. Do me a big fave. Make sure that you share this podcast with somebody else. That way we can amplify this message. Be sure to write a review, letting other people what you've been loving about it. You can also have the option of leaving me a voicemail message. Check out the comment section in the show notes below. Please include your name, your hometown, and what you've been enjoying from these episodes. And lastly, I just want to invite you to visit my website, denisegeely.com, where you can read articles, check out other articles. And also there's a link in the show notes below if you would like to get in contact with me directly. The Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just designed for introverts, not for entrepreneurs or extroverts or anyone. (laughs) I'm like sitting here going, introverts, extroverts, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, Whatever you're doing, I want to make sure that I fully support you in obtaining your goals, big and small, in all areas of your life. I don't want to just confine this just for your professional life or for your business life, but just thinking of your life in a more holistic fashion. Isn't that good? Okay. Everything we're going to be talking about in detail can be found in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where I talk with you, I jump into your inbox, and you get to listen to me share a very intimate and very personalized message each day on different issues about self-worth, self-esteem, self-care, knowing who you are, being clear about your boundaries, all sorts of stuff. Check that out. I'm also going to leave a link in the show notes below if that's something that is of interest to you. Okay, now let's dive into today's episode about this idea of celebrate you. I am very keenly aware, because I've done this way many too many times where I would just focus on what is going wrong with my family or what was going wrong with my love life when I was single or what was going wrong with my business or just it was always just focusing on how I was screwing things up why my life was miserable and why it was everybody's fault but me and I remember I'll never forget this this is in my first job out of college and I was just sitting there com- talking with this particular coworker, and I was complaining as usual because that's all I could know how to do is complain to anyone who would actually extend an ear towards me and I remember this particular coworker said to me you are mad because they're not doing it your way and you can't accept the fact that everyone just won't be what you want and you can't imagine how it felt 
to have my ego bruised in that moment. Because here I am on the high road thinking that I'm doing everything right and it's no fault of my own and how dare this person disrespect me and I'm just waiting for other people to chime into the chorus and talk about how I'm right, how I was hurt, how I was wounded. And to hear someone say to me, I could not accept the fact that everybody has a choice on how they want to react to me. And it gave me a moment to realize that there was a lot of character development that had to happen within me because for me to come to a position where I could not accept reality on reality's terms, including giving people the right to be them, regardless if I liked it or not, told me that I couldn't accept myself because if I don't accept reality and I don't accept myself, meaning that I didn't even want to acknowledge that I had not accepted that I wasn't perfect, that it wasn't never my fault. I couldn't really accept who I was and I couldn't celebrate who I was. I couldn't celebrate who they were and I couldn't celebrate reality. I couldn't see the joy and not just the situation because when I think about it now, there was a lot of good things that came out of my interaction with that particular person meaning the coworker that I told about the situation as well as a person that I was quote unquote complaining about, I could not see joy. I could not see anything positive. And I was making my life miserable and I couldn't celebrate anything, including myself. And this is what I want to talk with you about this idea is, are we depriving ourselves of joy? And I have to be honest and tell you, I deprived myself of joy for many years, for many reasons. And today, I don't want that to cloud our judgment, this whole issue that we can't see things clearly and objectively. So I'm hoping that as you're listening to what I have to share with you, maybe one or maybe multiple other issues may pop up and you're like, geez, my perception is clouding my own idea of what's really going on. I can't love myself and therefore I can't love others. That's basically the core message above anything else. And today I want to kind of go a little deeper and explain why it's so hard to love ourselves and why is it so hard for us to love other people, okay? So the first thing I want to talk about, kind of debunk, or I shouldn't say debunk, but kind of unpack and explain about this business of why do we hate ourselves? And the first reason behind that is people pleasing. Now, I was talking with a client the other day and she was telling me about how she felt so afraid about making some modifications with her staffing. And she was telling me, well, it wasn't bad as the last set of people that I was working with at least this person's not stealing money from me, even though they're stealing time from me. And we're just talking about certain things that need to be changed. And at the core of it, she was deeply committed to people pleasing. And I remember the way what my coach explained it to me, and I'm going to explain it to you, is that if we are afraid of causing hurt to another person in terms of communicating what we don't want, 
and what we need, we're eventually going to start hurting ourselves because we are not being able to express our needs authentically and honestly with other people. And most likely these reasons came because we were in in environments during our childhood, early adolescence, where we were told to hurry up, be quiet, be still, never make mistakes, never rock the boat. I remember the expression that I heard when I was growing up was that children should be seen but not heard, where more or less your existence was invalidated unless you were doing things that pleased the parent or the parental figures around you. And if that issue, that hurt, that pain that came from that was not addressed, we may unconsciously have the thought process in our mind that Unless we're doing things that would make people feel happy, we're going to just ingest it and not say anything. Where you may also heard the expression, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Well, here's the thing. If you say nothing at all, it will come to your own peril in terms of low self-esteem, low self-worth. I've known so many clients who became emotional eaters or having another type of eating disorder where they're anorexic or bulimic. So many issues where they were just told over and over again to be perfect, never rock the boat, never say anything, never do anything that could upset anyone because they thought if I did not do anything but people please, I would not receive the love that I desperately needed. Where love was only based on conditions. And I talk about this in day two within Amazing Attitude about this idea of societal conditioning and trickling into some other days about our childhood and the messages that we received because for a lot of us we unconsciously are playing out scripts that don't even belong to us they actually came from wounded brokenness from our parent parents and there's a wonderful book by Claude Steiner called scripts people live and it kind of goes into more of the depth of why we have either the scripts of lovelessness joylessness mindlessness and this business about why we struggle with being appreciative about anything because we were scripted to not feel, not think, not love. And unfortunately, that takes time to work through. Obviously, it requires a little bit of professional intervention. Not Amazing Attitude is not within itself a cure or reading that book class signer, but just talking with someone, someone like me or someone who's trained to understand this kind of concept is another umbrella of transactional analysis as a branch within psychology to really unpack and help you understand exactly how to break free from those chains. But I just want you to identify that for a lot of us, we have been scripted to be quiet, not say anything and suffer in silence. And part of the reason why we end up doing this because of the messages we got. And we end up hating ourselves because of our pursuit for people-pleasing. The people-pleasing is overriding our desire to feel love, to express our our joys, express anything that may, quote-unquote, offend the people that we so desperately want us to appreciate us, adore us, acknowledge us, Okay. 
Another reason why we end up hating ourselves and not celebrating who we are is because of the comparison trap. I know that we've always talked about this idea of keeping up with the Joneses, where if somebody pulls in with a Tesla, you're going to move in with your Audi. If somebody has a manicured lawn, you're going to go and find the lawn doctor or whoever to come mow your lawn so it could be even better. But it's even a little bit more insidious than that. I believe as a result of the the coronavirus and the increase in isolation, we look online and we try to compare ourselves to what we think it means to be fashionable. Instead of talking with people, we go online and we get very curated, heavily edited Photoshop versions of what we believe perfection is. And we never know what the real story is. Remember watching this special on Amazon Prime and they were talking about like who wants to be famous and they they took they took a, about three people. I think they interviewed about a couple thousand people, but they selected three people and it's not surprisingly only one of the three people actually became famous, but it was explaining about the the editing process and how they put out all these literally illusions to make it seem as if this person was living a very fabulous life. But the reality is they were just struggling and they had a professional marketing team create the illusion that everything was working well. And the reality is it wasn't. They needed to having somebody outside of themselves to make them look fabulous, wealthy, and sexy. And I think for a lot of us, we don't really know the full picture of anybody online, but we think, well, my life would be better if it was just like the people that I saw as I flipped the screen on social media. And that's not it. For a lot of us, we spend so much time comparing ourselves to what our colleagues say, our our classmates did in college, or we, I remember I was talking with a friend of mine and said, well, yeah, most of my friends now who I went to college with, they're directors or they're VPs and they're doing all this stuff. And I would ask, I remember asking this conversation, I said, are they even happy? And it didn't even dawn on them to ask, are they even happy? We're so busy checking off boxes about what we need to do in terms of creating envy and jealousy and never really asking ourselves is what we're trying to strive for, what we think is success based on what people say, is that even really measuring up? And so we're robbing ourselves of joy. We're robbing ourselves of satisfaction by looking outwards instead of looking inward. And I know looking inward is a scary thing for a lot of us because for a lot of us, when we look inward, all we want to think about is all the things we're, we're not doing right, all the things that we've messed up, all the people that we disappointed. Or, and there's like all this long list. And here, as I as I reflect on this, I think to myself, part of the reason behind that is biological, genetic. As human beings, we were evolutionarily designed to think negative. We have a negativity bias because of the days we were in caves and running away from saber-toothed tigers and this whole business that we had to think negative to protect ourselves from from threats, real or imagined. And even though that 
evolutionary <laughs> um, was designed to help us back then is actually hurting us now because we, when we constantly think negative, we are robbing ourselves of doing wonderful things to improve our disposition on life, our outlook of life. It robs us of the opportunities for us to think bigger and better because when we're thinking negative, it really makes our options small and we don't want to take risks and we don't want to explore and we don't want to discover and we don't want to see that there's maybe more than we even thought it was. How many times when you hear a story from someone and your mind instantly goes negative and you don't want to ask your, your the questions, the bigger questions like, what have we learned from this? What can we do better? How have we grown? What are we going to do next time? Instead, we just think run, hide, fight, freeze, pretend, be in denial. And while that may work on the short run, it's actually robbing us. So I want us to think bigger and I want us to think better. And that involves us doing the work and exploring how we can think more positively. How can we think more joyful? How we can understand that there is more ahead of us than behind us. And part of the way we need to do that is we need to have a very, very limited scope of the things that we consume, meaning that if we're going to consume things, it better enrich us, provide us joy, give us satisfaction. And if you're surrounded with people online or in the real world who can't think anything but positively, you're going to have to really have to ask yourself the hard questions. How has that impacted your pursuits? How has that really made anything better or potentially worse. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to just be really honest with you. You know, when I was younger and even back to those days where my when I first started my career and doing other different things, all the people that I hung around were equally trained wrecks as me. I mean, let's be honest. They constantly complained. They were sarcastic. They were negative. They did not have long-lasting romantic relationships. It was always just from one train wreck to another in terms of how they dealt with colleagues at work, how they interacted with their romantic partners, how they interacted with family and friends. And it just seemed as if misery loved company. And the more I talked about the negative things that I was doing, the more they talked about and piggybacked about when all the negative things. And it would just this death spiral. And I want us to be really intentional. If we're going to celebrate us, if we're going to be the better people that we need to be, and I talk about this a lot in Amazing Attitude, I need you to be thinking about how can you cultivate an aura of gratitude, an aura of just joy, because joy is not based on happiness. Happiness based on what happens, but if we're doing joy, we're going to see how all of this is fitting into the bigger picture of life. So that I got to ask you a question. Do you look at your glass half empty or half full? Now, I got to be honest with you, and most of the time of my life, and heck, even when I even started my own businesses in the beginning, I always looked at what I didn't have. Who wasn't working with me? How little money that I got? 
And let me tell you, when we're thinking of things from half empty position, we're going to get more of what we focus on. So you're focusing more on your economic insecurity. Guess what? You're going to have a poverty mindset. If you're focusing on this whole business of the imposter syndrome, I hear this so much. I have imposter syndrome. Well, what you have is an exaggerated sense of self. And let me explain what that is. It means that you're thinking that everyone's going to be hyper-focused on everything that you don't have, all the boxes that you didn't check out, all the accomplishments you think that you should have, that you're waiting for a moment of perfection to arrive. And here's the thing. Everyone is in a state of growth. Everyone is evolving. And no matter what they say about, oh, I, I did this TED Talk, or I had this reward, or I wrote this book, everyone is working through their own issues. And anyone who tries to de- demean you or not try to associate you unless you have the status is not worth hanging around. So you're going to accept yourself who you are as a work in progress as you understand that you are always going to have things that you're going to be struggling with. I do. We all do. Okay. What are you doing right now? Obviously you're listening to this podcast, but after you listen to this podcast, what are you going to do next? If you are feeling embarrassed about your weight, what are you going to do right now to improve your health and well-being? If you are not happy about your business or the state of your business, what are you going to do right now? And now I'm not asking for a complete overall overhaul of your life or your business or whatever you're facing with, but I want you to be very intentional with your mindset. And instead of focusing on the half empty, what can you do half full? Let's amplify what's working well in your life right now. Because oftentimes I realize most people feel discouraged because they keep focusing on what's not working well. If you're focusing on what's not working well, you can't have joy. And that kills the motivation it kills the drive the initiative to do one to do more and it makes you want to focus more and more on what's not working and that's misery and I don't want you to do that and what I want you to do is right now whatever you want in your business and your personal life I want you to focus on gratitude what do you have right now that can help you obtain your goal big or small I'm not asking you right now to accomplish everything overnight. That's impossible. Most people who seem like an overnight success were years in the making. What do you need to do right now that can help you feel good about yourself? Is it taking a walk? Is it drinking more water? Is it having an accountability partner? Is it investing an amazing attitude? (laughs) I don't really know, but I do know the whole business of feeling bad for yourself is helping no one, especially yourself. So if you're going to celebrate you, you're going to be being intentional about the information that you receive, being intentional about not getting roped in into this vicious cycle of negativity and pessimism and cynicism, okay? Even though it seems very alluring, for example... Uh, a few months ago, I made the decision to disconnect from some places I was interacting with because it was mostly negative. And I knew that I wasn't wanting to contribute more to the conversation. So it was time for me to go. Do you need to disconnect? 
right? Is it time for you to be honest with yourself and say, gee, I'm part of the problem. I need to be intentional about the things that I, I say and I think about because it's not helping me advance to the next level. Is it about the end for procrastination and the procrastination is deeply rooted into perfectionism or scripts? I, mean, I was talking earlier about for a lot of us, we're working off of scripts of loveless, mindless, joyless. What are we doing to feed what we're we're getting? What you feed gets bigger. Are you feeding more negativity or more positivity? Is it time for you to investigate the roots of why you have a certain disposition towards the negative? I don't know. You have to ask yourself the hard question. And every day, I just want you to wake up and at least say five things that you're grateful for. And before you go to sleep, five things you're grateful for that happened to you. Even if it, your dog died or something bad happens, there was something positive that happened. You met a new nurse. You saw the kindness of a stranger at the veterinary office or whatever that you're doing. Even in your worst moments of your life, there's always something good that has come out of it in terms of something that you've learned about yourself or another person, or something that you'll do differently. There's always something positive. So celebrate you in all manners, in all ways, and be honest with yourself. Trust me, there's more ahead of you than behind, okay? Well, that was it. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do to celebrate you? I want to know. Um, contact me. My contact information is in the show notes below. And please share this podcast if you felt this was helpful. And that is it. I am hoping that you understand that the value of you is so powerful that you're going to be able to touch other people as long as you're committed to inner growth. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.